This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Thursday, December 22nd. Remember that scene in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer where he's wandering alone through a righteously windy storm? The Atlanta area and much of North Georgia will be a bit like that this weekend, minus the snow. Overnight Thursday and perhaps all the way until Monday, wind chill temperatures are likely to approach zero or head into the negatives. With that in mind, Governor Brian Kemp is preparing to declare a state of emergency. State agencies are getting prepared with crews ready to pre-treat thousands of miles of state routes and highways, utility services on high alert, and chainsaw crews on standby. Officials said North Georgia could see the lowest temperatures in nearly a decade and for a much longer duration than normal. There's a possibility of flurries on Friday as temperatures plummet into the teens and flash freezing on roadways is possible. Up next, U.S. Representative Drew Ferguson, a Republican from West Georgia who has raised concerns in the past about election fraud, voted three times this year in Troop County. But Ferguson no longer lives at the address where he's registered to vote after he sold his house in April and moved in with his wife two counties away. It's illegal in Georgia for voters to cast a ballot in a county where they don't have a residence. Ferguson's congressional website says that he lives with his wife in The Rock, 63 miles away from his former home in West Point. Voter registration records show that he never changed his address to his new home in Pike County as required under state law before voting. Ferguson's spokesman Brian Piper defended the congressman's votes in this year's elections, but didn't respond to questions about why he continued to vote in Troop County after property tax records show he sold his house there. Meanwhile, when Mayor Andre Dickens journeyed to the White House in September to join President Joe Biden's formal celebration of the Atlanta Braves World Series victory, he had more on his mind than just toasting the ball club. The first-term mayor used the occasion to quietly make his case to Biden's aides on securing one of his administration's top goals, an ambitious effort to land the Democratic National Convention in Atlanta for the first time in more than three decades. The behind-the-scenes maneuvering and public jockeying for the political spectacle is in full swing as Democratic officials draw closer to a final decision. Party leaders have winnowed their options to a handful of finalists, and Chicago is believed to be Atlanta's top rival. Atlanta is mounting an ambitious pressure campaign to clinch the quadrennial event, which is expected to bring 5,000 delegates and 45,000 other visitors to the city and showcase Georgia's status as one of the nation's most important political battlegrounds. And 21 Georgia hospitals are in line for millions in additional funding, possibly over several years, to hire more health care workers and ensure hiring diversity. The new federal money is estimated at nearly $500 million a year and will go to 21 teaching hospitals across the state. Dr. Bryce Gartland, co-chief of clinical operations at Emory Healthcare, which helped lobby for the money, said in a statement the money will help train the next generation of nurses. The program comes in the midst of a historic shortage of doctors and nurses, 
and amid growing understanding that a lack of diversity in medical personnel harms patient care. The demands of the pandemic made the existing health worker shortage far worse. Over the past two years, many staff nurses left for jobs with private temporary staffing agencies where pay was much higher and they could choose where to go. That contract labor expense pushed some hospital budgets into the red. Spoken Layer